0: Raw truth, stories of female infidelity, may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or a psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly recommended. Human lives follow many paths. Presenting twists and turns and choices never planned nor expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to make a decision that cannot be reversed. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. An anonymous and no-judgment podcast created and hosted by me, Rebecca Adams. I was an unfaithful wife. You are not alone. Hello, everybody. Hope everybody is doing great. This is Rebecca, and you are listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Today we're going to start a new story about Wendy. It is two parts, so this first one here on November 6th, we'll have the second half of the episode on November 13th. So, let's get started with Wendy's story. My parents divorced at a young age. My mom remarried and her new relationship was a very healthy one. My father, he has a history of infidelity. He cheated on his second wife, who I adored. She had been a part of my life from age nine, and I'm still close with her as an adult. They split up when he had an affair with a coworker. I was about 15 when that happened. My father remarried again, but I had a lot of resentment toward him when he cheated on my stepmom. It wasn't easy for me as a teenager to be dealing with the confusion of why he did this to my stepmom. I found out later he had also cheated on my mother. My father and his new wife were in an open relationship. There was the awkwardness of seeing my dad and his newest partners. I could not understand the situation, but ultimately, in my own marriage, it became a path I took myself. I started exploring and fooling around with boys in middle school, but did not become sexually active until my sophomore year in high school. Relationships became a very big thing for me to seek validation through sex. I had experienced past trauma. I was raped. I became very hypersexual. I jumped around from partner to partner before I met my spouse. One of my goals when I was younger was not to grow up to be like my father. I didn't want my kids to have to go through a divorce because I knew what my siblings and I felt and dealt with. It was very difficult for us, and I would say definitely as an adult, I have had some abandonment issues thanks to my father, just not being present. It definitely shaped a lot of my relationships, and I guess I am the stereotypical girl who has daddy issues. I met my now ex-husband when I was in my late teens, early twenties. He was one of my brother's best friends. We initially met while I was seeing someone else, which was a very toxic relationship. But at that point, we were just friends. I lived away from home, and when I left that relationship, I moved back home. I started hanging out more with my brother and his friends, which is where I met Chris, who eventually became my husband. He and I just hung out, but I was also fooling around with some of my brother's other friends. I never really saw Chris as an option from my perceptions. He was a very cool guy, very attractive, and very fit. I was a plus-size woman, and I didn't think I would be his type. It was after I had been in and out of a few rebound relationships that Chris ended up having to crash at our house one night. I was rooming with my brother. We had no place for him to sleep, no sofa. We were just young, broke adults at that time. So... He slept in my room. He made the first move. He kissed me. We had sex before we even started dating. I would say that things between him and I moved pretty quickly in our relationship. I was really hesitant and closed off. I was not looking for anything serious because of my recent breakup. That ex was a drug addict, verbally abusive, and he'd been unfaithful. I really didn't want to trust anyone but Chris was able to break down walls pretty quickly and I thought I could trust him and he seemed sincere unlike any other guy I had ever met. I thought he was different. He was really great at love bombing. I didn't see fully and I had not fully healed from my previous relationship that there were a lot of red flags that I missed. Early on in our relationship. I caught him IMing somebody. Smartphones were not around yet, and the internet was pretty much all you had. He was messaging a friend, and conversation seemed to lean sexually. And it wasn't like sexting, but it is not something one should be talking about with your friends. I got a little jealous, but he swore it was nothing. By this point, we had moved in together. We had been together for about two years when he started acting weird. He was working a new job. He didn't have transportation back then, and he started staying late, and he started hiding his cell phone. I got suspicious, and I did some detective work. I didn't find out that he was cheating, but I had some strong suspicions, so I broke up with him temporarily. He moved on really quickly with a girl I had the suspicions about. We were apart for about five months, and during that time, I tried meeting somebody. That person, unfortunately, turned out to be a bit of a stalker. So at that point, Chris and I started hanging out again because he was worried about my safety and his relationship with the other woman had dissolved. We reconnected and got back together. However, before we got back together, I asked him if he had cheated on me with her, and he insisted he hadn't. Because I never really had proof that he did, I chose to believe him, though my gut instinct said he was lying. We started dating in 2006. We broke up in 2008 and got back together in early 2009 and got engaged that summer. We were engaged for two years before we got married and started our family fairly quickly after that. There were always these friendships he would have. I could tell the cycles of when he was talking to somebody because all of a sudden he was glued to his cell phone, which he barely ever used. He would start sleeping with it under his pillow or hide it somewhere or suddenly there would be a locked password on his phone. He would always tell me I was being paranoid, and that he deserved his privacy. He tended to use a lot of the same passwords, so I eventually found things out and confronted him. He would always insist that they were just friends, and that nothing physically had happened between them, and that he was lying when he told them he had feelings about them. He said he was just using them for things. I convinced myself, because he hadn't physically cheated, that it wasn't cheating. We had great sex all the time in our relationship. we had had three children together, and for the most part, I believe that overall we were pretty happy. But he was inconsistent with holding down jobs, which led to financial struggles. Now, having gone through some therapy, I realized the majority of my marriage was pretty abusive and he is very narcissistic. He manipulated me. The silent treatment was his go-to. We never had problems. He never had problems. I only had problems. Whenever I caught him talking to someone else, it was somehow my fault. I wasn't being supportive enough for him as a wife. I wasn't giving him enough praise or attention. I was too hard on him. I was always tired because having three small children, one gets tired. In about 2015, after my daughter was born, I kind of had an identity crisis and felt like I no longer knew who I was. I was a mom. I was a wife. I had my job. And I had all these roles, but I didn't know who I was. I didn't get to go do the things that made me happy. I was always doing something for somebody else. My husband had started working the night shift, so we were not seeing each other as much. I didn't have a lot of support, and we started to feel like roommates. We started digging into our past and really tried to work through some of our relationship struggles. In having these conversations, he finally admitted to having a physical affair back in 2008 prior to our breakup and prior to our engagement. I had specifically asked him before we had got engaged and he swore he hadn't. For some reason, this just flipped something inside me. It made me angry and resentful. I felt like he had taken my choice away from me because there is no guarantee that I would have married him had I known he had cheated on me. I probably would not have taken him back. I learned that lesson with my last partner. I was so angry, and here we had been through cycles with at least five women that he had had emotional affairs with. There was this one in particular, a friend he could just not let go of. Right before I found out I was pregnant with our daughter, our last child, I had caught him again talking with someone else, and I almost kicked him out then. It was then that I realized how unhappy I was in my marriage, and also here I was with an infant and two toddlers, and I just didn't see a way out. We were still struggling financially, and I originally told him that I wanted a divorce. He convinced me to try and make our marriage work. So I asked for an open relationship because I had seen my dad and my stepmom do that. He said at that time, because we were technically separated, he said that I was free to do whatever I needed and that he was going to convince me to make our marriage work and that I could do whatever I wanted. But he just didn't want to know about it. That's when I started talking with my coworker, Matt. It started off flirting, followed by photos being exchanged. He and I had a very on and off situation. I was really hesitant and wanted to move slowly. I felt guilty, but I also didn't feel guilty because my husband had talked to so many other women and had no regard for how it made me feel. It had crushed my self-esteem. Even though in our marriage we were still having sex, I didn't feel as attractive as I used to. He obviously must not have thought I was attractive if he kept searching and seeking out other women. There must have been something wrong with me. Well, that's how I felt. So, when Matt started showing me all this attention, it was exciting. He did a lot to make me feel beautiful, and I didn't have to fight him for attention. He gave it voluntarily. My husband had a horrible gaming addiction. He failed to help out around the house, and I could never get him to spend time with me, like date night was virtually non-existent. The only time I would have his attention was when he was wanting sex. So here was this guy who was willing to listen to how I felt about things and just talk about everything and anything. We just clicked. I had told Chris briefly because I felt guilty. At that time, all that had happened between Matt and I was a kiss and an exchange of pictures. I just wanted to come clean. Matt was actually in a relationship and his partner caught us, which is what led me to admitting to Chris what had happened. She had found photos of me on his phone. Chris told me that he felt my relationship with Matt was not a good idea because we worked together. It's bringing drama. This girl is really unhappy about Matt and that he didn't want to see me put my job in jeopardy. So I told Chris I would stop. For a little while I did, but Matt was really persistent. When Chris and I had low moments, it was like Matt's timing was always perfect. I began to talk to other people, though we were still technically open at the time. Though I wasn't truly in an open relationship in an honest way, where we would have conversations about our partners. I was hiding them. I met a guy named Jay and we only had a one-night stand, so that wasn't really a big deal. But Matt was this on-again, off-again thing and I would always feel guilty because he was in another relationship and I was in a relationship. I would worry about Matt and I getting caught again all the time, but it was exciting. It was fun. We would make out in the elevator and fool around in the janitor's closet, in the stairwells and out in the parking lot in cars. We would meet at parks and eventually it became a thing where I would go to his house. He went to my house a couple of times. I would go out with the girls and just stay long enough to take some pictures and have a drink, but then I would go see Matt. My husband never questioned it, never was suspicious. It was almost too easy. I can still remember this time when I went out to see Matt Chris convinced me to wear something sexy out so that way when I came home he could ravage me in it. He even laced up my corset for me to go see another man. I didn't feel guilty because I justified in my cheating because he had had so many affairs. If he could do it why couldn't I do it too? And on top of that. He lied to me about actually having a physical affair, so I felt like I was getting my revenge. This concludes part one of Wendy's episode, but we will be back on November 13th in one week to listen to part two and find out what happens in her marriage, what happens with the affair partner. A couple things before we close. I just want to say welcome to my new listeners. I have noticed that I have had an increase of listeners and I so appreciate every subscriber. Patreon, I've gotten a couple new ones. So welcome. Thank you so much. And if you've been considering sending in your story, let me know. There's a couple of different ways we can go about it. I want to make it as easy as possible for you to be able to share your story. And every time, you know, a new story comes out, just know that you're touching somebody's life you're helping them know that they're not alone in the things that they've done. And this goes both ways, even for the Patreon subscribers. These are mainly, there's women that have subscribed, but there's a lot of men that subscribe on that because they're sharing their story as to what happened when their wives were unfaithful. And it really helps these other men realize that they are not alone as well. I mean, this whole thing with infidelity, it's a very, very hard topic. And we're just bringing it out here in the open. Being open and honest, non judgmental, and I'm here to help all of you who are struggling with infidelity. So keep that in mind. Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. You can visit my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. You can chat with me there, send me a message, let me know what I can do to help. I'd be happy to, to guide you along. On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when they uncovered the truth. Of course then came the guilt of why me, what's wrong with me and on and on and on. I was finding I was spending a lot of time, energy, and effort trying to second-guess everything she said and who she said it to. It was emotionally draining, not to mention all the resentment. Forgive and forget? No freaking way. That wasn't even a consideration, but nevertheless, it was going to get worse. This last event became the preview of coming attractions. In March of 1988, we welcomed our third daughter, Kelsey. To be a dad of three beautiful and wonderful daughters was more than I could have ever imagined. For a period of time, there was peace in all the land. To hear bonus stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship and have early access to regular episodes ad-free, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, RawTruthStoriesOfFemaleInfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as $3 a month. Thank you for listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. There, you will find story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon, and an opportunity to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story, share feedback about the show, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Each story is taken into careful consideration, read without judgment, and always anonymous. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by me, Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye.